Hello, listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online therapy, which is something I have personally benefited from and believe in. Online therapy is a tool I have used to talk things through with the therapists that are difficult before I handle talking them out with whoever is intimidating me at the moment. Turns out I am easily intimidated, but online therapy has helped me work through it. BetterHelp can help you too, because I know for me, keeping things bottled up has had a negative effect on my life and just weighed me down. When I prioritize letting it out and letting go, I feel freer, lighter, just basically better. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clink today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clink. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Hi. In the hizzy. Right. Monday morning live. Not really. It's not live. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it's not even Monday morning for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No. But I will tell you, Mm -hmm. uh, I have some stories to tell you. You do? Okay. I do. Let's see if they're more exciting than mine. You have a good one? My life is not exciting. Oh, well, sometimes it is. Okay. Okay. So Gretchen knows the story, but I have to tell you guys because it was a weird one. So I got a box the other day in the mail of clothes. You know, I do those delivery things, which, by the way, I'm going to cut all of those delivery out of my life because I'm just wasting money on it. Yeah. Except for... Ipsy. Ipsy's good. So I'm going to also cut, I'm going to, I'm going to slow the roll on it. I just have too much serum. I, I can't even use. Oh, I, serum. I reduced it to every other month. Okay. I've got to do that. And the clothes one, 
I just feel like I have enough jean shorts. I don't need another pair of jean shorts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyways, this was, I was like, this is the last box I'm going to get. I didn't even open it for days because I just, you know, I'm over it. And when I did open it, I see the clothes sitting there and a Apple phone, like a cell phone in the box, in the box. I called Gretchen right away and I was like, listen, it's not on. Obviously, this box has been sitting here for a week. But do you think it's a bomb? I mean, my my. Yes, I'm my like, don't plug like, it in. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Gretchen's like, do not plug it in. And so I wait till Sean gets home and I'm like, look what just came in this box. And by the way, the box had looked like it been open and then re-wrapped with other tape, not the tape that has the logo of this company on it. So that was sus in the first place, right? Well, was everything that you subscribed to like in there? Yes. Did they just decide that all your choices were too ugly to steal? Like what happened? It didn't even look like they, because they come kind of wrapped in this paper with a little sticker. So it didn't even look like they tampered with that. So it's like, then I'm thinking, oh, this is a phone that belonged to to some a murderer yeah or it's a dead person's phone or a murdered you know like I just my mind is going everywhere well we'll never know because Apple won't do shit well I plugged the phone in when I found my husband said there's not a bomb in the phone then I thought okay I don't I mean it there's probably not then there's a recording device now they I know. I actually, I actually did think of that. That is, that could be possible for sure. But the phone is wiped. It is like brand spanking new. There's nothing on it. It like when I plugged in, it's like, welcome to Apple. Do you speak English or Chinese? You know? Um. So they and, stole the phone and then they were about to get caught. And so they threw it in your package. You think? possible. Yeah. So I would like to know if anybody has any advice. I did think about taking it to Apple, but I don't know they won't do what anything. they're going to do. And um, But I think you should call this company and tell them you found a phone in your package. I, I thought they were going to tell me it was gift with purchase since uh, they were trying to save the customer. Well, just just <laughs> just, just so they know, just in case. What okay. if it is a piece of a puzzle? Oh, well, true. Yeah, I will. I will do that. Um, Another thing, uh, Gretchen was on the phone with me mm-hmm. when I got pulled over oh again. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I did not get a ticket. Just to let you know. Yeah, of course not. What pisses me off is that when I get pulled over, I'm like, oh, like, I mean, diarrhea, panic, cold sweats. <laughs> Tap is like... What in the hell? Why would they be pulling me over? Damn it. I'll call you back. (laughs) That's true. I rolled down my window and I like stuck my head all the way out. And I was like, why are you here? I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) Tell them what you did, Tab. No, I'm not telling them what I did, but... Um, guilty. I'll tell That's you. I'll tell you what. She's guilty. <laughs> I didn't know I was guilty. My husband is the one that's guilty, actually. 
But he was really nice. And he was like, well, in Texas, ma'am, I was like, how did you know that I'm not from Texas? I did not. You think? Because you rolled down the window and said, what are you doing here? (laughs) They're like, I know that attitude. No. That's not a morning officer. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's a Californian. Sir, you know, he did not know I was a Californian or I would have probably gotten a ticket for sure. <laughs> he just knew I was not from around here. Maybe Arizona, you know, somewhere else. But California, what? What I mean, they're putting up billboards. Do not come if you're from California. Listen, in Colorado, they're putting do not come if you're from Texas. Oh, I'm I'm sure of it, by the way. It's it's fine. It's fine. Can't we all just get along. I get along with everybody. I'm like more the merrier everywhere in my life. You want to come from California. You want to come from Louisiana. You want to come from Nashville. You want to come from freaking wherever. I don't care. Right. Well, you know, it has been a kind of an exciting week around here. Uh, My daughter, Ruby, lost four teeth. Whoa, that's a lot. And one. And they're all molars, dude. I don't even know how she's chewing. Oh, my dentist told me last time I went, like, we're not going to bother with braces because get ready. All your kids are going to lose all their teeth. Okay, so that's a lot sooner than my kiddos. But Kyla just lost, I think, her last molar. And the molars are crazy. They don't wiggle. No, it's blood savage craziness. Okay, so she lucked out. Well, first of all. The first time, I'm like, it's just a molar left her a dollar. There was some tears. She was like, that's it? I'm like, (laughs) that's standard, right? So then the next time she dropped, oh, I guess, you know, she's lost five teeth. Actually, and my husband said six, but I think it's five. Because then the next time, she lost two, okay? So then I was like, okay, let's lift her spirits, leave her five bucks, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. That that made her happy. Well, then she lost another one. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like if I leave her, I, I can't I couldn't even think about what to do, because it's like if I leave her a dollar, she's going to be pissed. What am I going to do? Leave her five again. You know, you spray the dollar with glitter. That's what I did. I did. I did all that shit when they were little. I mean, it's like okay. I'm tired anyways. So I made my husband deal with it. I was like, you know what? You you figure it out. So you know what he did? He went into our giant coin jar, right? Every I know everybody's got one. Yes, we've got we do. one. Yes, and it has coins from all over the world. Turns out it has some car wash tokens, right? And he just dumped a bunch on a plate. And <laughs> did it make her day? She could not have been happier. She's oh like, you gosh, know what? Good. And the tooth fairy left me car wash tokens because. She knows how much I want to go to the car wash because that is something my kids ask me to do regularly. <laughs> they want to drive through the car wash. They'd like rather do that than Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. So she, then she lost another one. And I said, I, and seriously, I'm not exaggerating. This is all like this week. I, I'm like, do what you do with the coins. I'm out. I'm done. I, I'm my tooth fairy retired. So he did it again. She's fine. And guess what? He found the $5 bill that I left her. He just put it out there with all the coins. (laughs) She thought she got paid five bucks on top of the coins again. (laughs) 
Oh gosh, that's what I do at Target. Sometimes I buy them toys and then I'll just keep the bag in my car. They never asked me for the toy. And so I'll just go take it back. Right? I'm like, they just wanted the the, the satisfaction the of getting something. Yeah. Right? What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Were you going to tell me what happened with the antifreeze? Oh, would you all like to know? Okay. So last week on the podcast, I mentioned that while I was organizing my laundry room, I found antifreeze. Sus. Very. To me, I think it's sus. Yes. So naturally confronted my husband, told him, just so you know, I told Tabitha about the antifreeze. So don't plan on using that. Also, I told him, I talked about it on the podcast, so everybody knows, so you better change your plan. And they also said that I don't need antifreeze in California. So you're busted. And he said, yeah, I think the people that lived in the house before left it here. Mm-hmm. And get ready to hate my husband. He's like, who told you your car doesn't need antifreeze? A bunch of girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually... A bunch of girls wrote us and told us that is what it's used for. Yeah. So I was like, what's it to you? Okay. And he's like, yeah, you do need antifreeze. I'm like, well, we don't need, I take my car to the dealership. They yeah. do all that. Because right? you're fancy pants. The people before you weren't as fancy. Yeah. So I'm like, you can get rid of that. And he's like, just throw it away. I'm like, Ugh. You cannot just throw that away. Excuse me. Take it to the place with whatever you do. For all I know, all these batteries and old iPads and stuff, he's probably just dumping them. I don't know what kind of monster I married. (laughs) With the antifreeze. Let me tell you, sometimes people marry monsters, and I'm going to (sighs) talk about one right now. Uh, Okay, well, let's hear about it. It's got some stiff competition with Fred. I don't know. (laughs) okay well fred might have a little competition here okay and speaking about arizona that's where i'm gonna take you oh just outside of phoenix in the scottsdale area you know where that is it's a like really nice area over there it really is this place is called i'm you know what i'm gonna call it avondale but maybe it's avondale have you heard of that part Avondale, Arizona. Also, it's the second case I've done in a few months coming out of Arizona. You like it hot. I do. And I think that maybe some people don't like it hot. So it gets them like agitated, you know. Also, you know what's hot right now or was hot like last week? Like London was, I don't know, 104, something crazy. Oh, shoot. My next case is in the UK. No shit. It is? Listeners suggested. Oh, good. I'm glad that you're doing one from over the pond. pond. Yeah. Jinx. Okay. Avondale is not small. It's about 89,000 people as of 2020, which is up from 70,000 in 2010. So it's definitely a growing city. Okay. The homes all cost about the same, anywhere from like the 400s to mid $500,000. And they're typical Arizona homes. If you guys are familiar with Arizona, they're between like 1,500 and 3,500 square feet. Really nice family homes, but nothing crazy. No like 
mansions or anything. Just a nice little town. So this story comes out of Arizona or ends in Arizona, but it didn't start in Arizona. So I'm not going to go like telling you all about every single place. Just going to give you the Arizona stats for now. It started with a Karen. Karen Mintz. Mintz. She started her life as one of six children back in 1964 in a small town in Illinois. She grew up on a farm. She loved animals. And being the youngest of six, I'm thinking she didn't get a lot of attention. I'm saying this because when Karen was in high school, she was one of those girls that liked to date guys that treated her pretty bad. And what people say is she liked the bad boy. Listen, I like the bad boy too. Yeah, you do. And Gretchen, I'm pretty (laughs) sure you also in high school and a little beyond like the bad boy as well. Word. But I've changed my ways. Oh, shoot. I mean, Sean is anything but a bad boy, by oh, the no. way. Goody two-shoes, we married. This and, <laughs> but What? I was just going to say, but Tab's clinging to her roots because she likes this guy on Blackbird. That's a criminal. I do. I do. I am obsessed with him. But my husband, I just found out, only drank, I think, two beers when he was in high school. Shut ever up. Yes. I and this I just found out this weekend. I was like, no way. It's like, no, the first time I actually drank was in college. Like, okay, oh. we definitely came from much different, different yeah, much different scenes. <laughs> and how did it take me 20 years to know this? I know. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Anyways, shortly after high school. Karen, she hightailed it out of this little tiny town and she got herself to Oklahoma because she wanted to break up with some guy and find herself some more stability, which is probably a good thing. So she got married real quickly and popped out two kiddos in her early 20s, two little girls. But Karen wasn't married too long. I mean, long enough, six years. So I think that's that's a decent fair shake. For, yeah. She didn't make it to the seven-year itch. Or maybe she did, and that's what kind of like threw her over. But anyways, the girls were real young when she divorced. And from Oklahoma, she moved to Texas, where she married again. And this marriage lasted three years. And from there, she made her way to Arkansas. And like we know, you guys, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, it's all kind of right there. Oklahoma. Tab's been improving her geography since we started the podcast. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, I I just, you know, I knew the West Coast. Didn't know the Well, the the West Coast is like three states. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm still going to school. (laughs) Um, Really? Anyways, so she goes to Arkansas, and this is where she would marry a third time to a guy named Bob, which is what I just named my iRobot 
root. What is it? The Roku. What is the thing? That thing that vacuums Roomba. Your Roomba. Yeah. Oh my God. Tabitha's other crush. On I did. I did my crush. I got one on Prime Day. You know that Amazon Prime Day where it had like it was half off or something. And so let me tell you. This, my kid. this Bob does not mess around. He <laughs> knows kids, how I like it. <laughs> my kids named it Bob. It It's still learning. Gets stuck sometimes. It's not the best, but it's still better than nothing. Anyways, okay. So she marries Bob. And she, she actually married Bob because she got pregnant. And Bob was not into having a wife and three kids. Bob was like, I just wanted some action with a girl that liked horses. And I didn't know I was going to be like a dad of three within a year. Because, you know, she had the two other girls. Right. So I'm surprised that she felt the need to get married because you would think that after like your third shake and you've already got all these kids, it's like the jig is up. Right. Whatever. I agree with you. So they divorced real soon and now she's got three kids she's 30 years old and three failed marriages it's not I would think it would be hard to find love at this point in life yeah she's probably still hot 30 well I think you're right so Karen, I think she felt like at this point, she needed to really get her life together. She needed a like a job that's worth doing, not just these like she worked at the grocery store. She worked here and there. She didn't really hold down a job consistently. And so she decided she was going to be a travel agent. And this was in the 90s when I feel like travel agents were the thing. They because were cool. You didn't really know what to do. There was no internet that you're going to go look and see where you're going to stay in Greece. You had to go to a travel agent to help you figure out like what you were going to do and plan your dream vacation. And so she went to travel agent school, which there was a thing. I'm not sure if there's still a thing, but maybe there is. And like you said, Karen was super pretty. She was very social. So I could see how this job was perfect for her. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? 
Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. One day in class at the travel agent school, she met another man that would become Karen's fourth husband. You know, Karen should teach a class. That's what she should have done. There are <laughs> on how to get a man, <laughs> how to a get a man, how to rope a man. I mean, she might not know how to keep them, but she knows how to bring them in. Seriously. I have a lot of friends that could use help with that. I know. I mean, seriously, I, I do not know how she did it. But this guy, his name was Paul Thompson. Paul, he was shy. He was younger than Karen by a lot, like six or seven years younger than Karen. And so Karen's probably like 33 at the time. And Paul, early to mid-20s. And Paul, like he was young. However, Paul was in the military before. So I think he was a more experienced guy, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He when he was in the military also, he was stationed overseas. So he was like in Germany and England or something like that. So I just think he had some life experience even being in his early 20s. And Paul liked Karen. She was spunky and fun. And although she had a lot of baggage, Paul really didn't mind. These two jumped right into living together just one month after her divorce from Bob. And it felt real good. They seem to have one big happy family. And when the travel agent gig wasn't as lucrative for Paul, because by the way, did you remember I said Paul was shy and kind of like quiet? I don't think that's like the perfect job for that kind of person. Not so much. So Paul's brother calls him up one day and says, hey, I've got a gig at the telephone company. It's real stable employment and it's in Arizona and you guys could have a real nice life out here. And so the two said, yes, we will do it. And they moved to Arizona. At this point, they weren't married. They they actually ended up not getting married for a few years, but after a couple years, they did say their I do's. 
at a hotel in Arizona. Fancy pants, by the way. I was like, oh. This time you like even had a wedding? It's like crazy to me after so many, so many marriages, but what to do? Well, maybe, you know, some people feel some kind of way about that. Like I know someone who might feel they got a little screwed out of their first wedding. Uh-huh. And, and maybe they wouldn't mind having a a celebration. Well, I late, mean later down the line. <laughs> okay. Sure. Maybe she felt like that, but I mean it was like how many times do you have to be married to finally get your celebration? I don't know. No judgment. If you want to get if you want to wear a white dress five times, fine. Look at J-Lo. Seriously, right? Right. So Paul really took to the stepdad thing. He liked it. He liked having the kids. He liked the traditional family activities, you know, going to games, PTO meetings, whatever it was. However, on October 23rd, 2001, Paul was out doing his thing at his work and he did not come home. And Karen, like any wife when her husband doesn't come home she got worried I mean I probably would have been more pissed than worried just saying but I think Paul always came home so the worry started immediately she called the police to report Paul missing and when a man doesn't come home from work Police don't really do much about it, right? It's like, okay, Imagine that. well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's at the bar, Karen. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Paul was not at the bar. Paul's truck was found actually shortly after he was reported missing in the middle of the desert. This guy said he was driving by a couple times and he noticed the headlights on the car were on or on on Paul's truck were on and the door was open. He said he was taking his girlfriend home and the car was on and the door was open. He thought that was a little sus in the middle of the desert. And when he was on his way back, still hadn't changed. So he pulled over to see if there was anything he could do, which by the way, I don't think I don't recommend that. Yeah. I, my first thought, and I have been in this situation in the middle of an Arizona desert. When I see a car on the side of the road, I think they're hiding a body. Well, yeah. I mean, but I also am a little extra. Or I think they're doing something not, I think they're doing something sus. Yeah. This person is better than me pulling over to help. Yeah, that is nice. I've just not really acclimated to the hot hotness. And, you know, I just went to Palm Springs a couple weekends ago. Yeah. I had a little, I get a little anxiety on the drive home because I'm afraid if I stop, like it's going to get so hot, my car's not going to start again. Okay. So funny. I went to Waco. Then we're all going to die. I went to Waco yesterday and it's hot as F. And I was, I dressed like very cute because my girlfriend and I were going to go have dinner. With heels. I, I wore heels. I thought to myself, if I break down 
It's 103 degrees outside and I am not going to be able to walk in these heels. So I put flip-flops in my car just in case, you know, anything happened and I had to walk somewhere. God forbid. But yes, you would die if you get stuck out there in the middle of the desert. It's October 23rd, so it's probably cooled down a little bit. But yeah. Still hot in October. It's, it is, but it's that not was very smart 115. Of you with the flip-flops. Yeah. So... Anyways, this guy, he decides he's going to report this car. So he calls the police and he says, you know, I'm, I, here's this license plate and here's this car in the middle of the desert and it looks like nobody's here. It just looks like somebody just opened their door and vanished. So the police go, they pull up the license plate and they see it belongs to Paul. So they call Karen and they say, we found your car or your husband's car. And this is where it was. So naturally, Paul's friends and family are spooked. And they start looking all over that desert for any kind of clue or Paul or something. Anything to point them in the right direction. But they did not see anything. They could not find Paul. They could not find, I mean, even like footprints or something, you know? Yeah. That's because Paul was actually an hour away lying in another remote desert area where some guys on their ATV found him as they drove over him accidentally. So those guys, they call 911 and, you know, report this deceased man in the middle of this desert. When police arrive, they notice that Paul had been beaten, stabbed, and shot, and then thrown onto this ATV trail, which I find is a little odd. I guess it was a pretty popular trail for people that rode these ATVs. So I don't know if it was just easy access for somebody to like drop his body there, but I would have thought that it's a if big you, desert, man. There's a lot of other places to dump somebody. That's what I think. Like, yeah. So there's no identification on Paul. Police do not know who this guy is at the at the moment. And it's in a different kind of it's it's an hour away. So it's not in this even in the same city. But they do pull up any missing persons reports in the area and they do find that, uh, you know, that it's most likely Paul. So police show up um, to Karen's house to say, hey, you know, we think we have some clues on to Paul, uh, like about Paul. Can you give us any identifying information? And she says he's wearing this ring, which is their wedding ring. And it's confirmed that that is Paul. Uh, They finally tell Karen that he has died and where they found him. And Karen, as you can imagine, was really distraught. And they want to know who are Paul's enemies. Right. It sounds because it's so extra. The shooting and the stabbing and the beating. Like, does he have the gambling problem? What's what's happening? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. And remember, we found like... That last episode that we did said that if it's both like shooting and 
stabbing, 90% of the time it's like two people, not just one person. Right. And like you said, it's not just to like shoot them and take their cash kind of situation. Yeah. So Karen tells police that her and Paul were great. He was super loyal to her. And according to the Snapped episode that I watched where I got a lot of this information, along with some newspaper articles, Karen claimed that there was no way he was having an affair because he was too boring. (laughs) (sighs) Well, shit, Karen. He was in his 20s when you threw him into like a 40-something role. So what did you want? Those boring ones are the ones, the ones that appear as boring are the ones that get their freak on. I, I, I fully believe that. (laughs) Sometimes I, I should not even admit this, but sometimes I look at these like most boring people, like couples. And I think to myself, like you two are the ones that have that like crazy put on the wigs kind of shit going down that's in the right bedroom. they got the dungeons <laughs> yeah. yep okay so police they ask her where she was when you know this this magical night that paul went missing and she says well i was having dinner with a friend a male friend but paul knew about him she claimed that this friend uh, was a man, but Paul was cool because they were able to have other friends and it wasn't sexual. I mean, if I was having dinner with my new friend, Mike, while Sean was at work, I'm pretty sure he would be pretty pissed about that. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah, who's watching the kids? Like you hire a babysitter so you can go out with that dude? Yeah, right. My husband would be okay if I hired a babysitter while he was at work to go out with a girlfriend. Yes, yes. A guy friend. And my husband, there's, we have guy friends that my husband wouldn't care if I, maybe not dinner, maybe lunch, but no babysitter. There's babysitter involved? Nope. Listen, I do have a friend that I would go to dinner with, but he is an old, old, old friend and my husband knows him very well. Not a new friend new guy friend probably not gonna happen i know this friend and i still don't think he'd hire a babysitter to go to dinner with him no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure i can barely hire a babysitter to go on like a girl's night so yeah yeah no not hiring a babysitter I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. 
You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Police also start questioning Paul's coworkers. And it seemed like Paul was actually complaining about Karen recently. He was suspecting that she was cheating on him. I wonder why. <laughs> Another thing that one of his coworkers said that was suspicious was at lunch one day, just a few weeks back, Paul was eating a tuna fish sandwich when a drop of mercury came out of the sandwich, like dripped out. Oh, shoot. Thankfully, Paul did not eat the rest of the sandwich or any of the mercury and he called the tuna company to complain about there being contamination in his tuna fish sandwich i guess he never actually talked to somebody the coworker said he sat on hold too long and he was like fuck it whatever however now that he is dead in the desert this mercury situation seems a little bit more suspicious. And that's what I'm telling you, Gretchy. The mercury, the mercury is kind of like antifreeze. Okay. Well, it's interesting. I actually, when I was a kid, I found mercury like in a your bunch garage. Of, no, I found it in the street. Like I lived in a cul-de-sac. It actually made the local newspaper. No way. Uh -huh, I was quoted and everything. And my quote was like, I found it, but it's so it's crazy. So I can picture that. Was it in like, a vial? No, it was just, it's like little bubbles of silver liquid. Did you it touch like it? It sticks together. Yeah, I probably fucking played with it. I was not smart. Okay, so I remember having like some friend's dads that had it in like vials and then like dripping it so you could see that it just like bubbles up. And like, yeah, I'm that shit is really toxic. <laughs> Dude, it's super bad. Oh, yeah. They had hazmat come to the cul-de-sac and everything. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, what the hell? Like, where the heck did we grow up, man? What's <laughs> oh, no. wrong with us? Okay. So this is real sus, right? And who's making his tuna sandwiches? I'm pretty sure it was Karen's making the sandwiches. But tuna's but supposed to be high in mercury. I, that's why he wanted to call the company. 
It's not that kind of mercury. I don't think it's like that. I don't think there's actually like drops of poisonous mercury in the tuna. It just has it inside its flesh. Right. After this, they're like, okay, we we're on to you, Karen. But they don't, you know, they don't have enough evidence. So they quickly get a um, a warrant to search Karen and Paul's home. And they show up to raid the house. And when they get there, they find a couple things. They find Karen has a credit card statement of more than $50,000 in debt. They also find a couple life insurance policies that she had taken out on Paul pretty recent that totaled up to over $600,000. I damn that pay off that house and the debt. And in a vase in the master bedroom next to the nightstand or sitting on the nightstand was a little vial of mercury. Oh, Karen, you got to get rid of the evidence, girlfriend. I mean, why would you keep that shit? For the next husband, you got six hundred thousand. I think you can afford it. <laughs> or the next time, like when the like beating and shooting didn't like actually kill him. Shoot. <laughs> so police rest Karen, and she says, "Okay, well, maybe I wasn't totally honest with you, and actually, Steve maybe is more than a friend." And. You know what? There was a time period when I was that night when uh, Steve, he wasn't with me. And Steve was real in love with me. So in love with me that I think Steve might have actually gone and killed Paul. Okay. So police, of course, quickly find out who her friend Steve was and they put a search out on Steve's house. Steve was there, so they questioned Steve, and Steve says that, yeah, Karen was his side chick, and he was going through a divorce as well as Karen, so they had lots of divorce experience to talk about. You know, Karen could tell him all about it. And Steve then tells the investigators that they did go to dinner, and he went home. After he was home, Karen showed back up at his house in Paul's truck in a frenzy. She said she needed help abandoning Paul's truck. Steve, being a good boyfriend, does what Karen says and helps abandon the truck. And he takes all of Paul's stuff, his computer, his wallet, ID, and a gun that Karen had. Karen told Steve that her and Paul were in the desert late that night and they got in a fight and she killed Paul in self-defense. Steve says that he threw the computer over an overpass, burned the ID along with some of Karen's clothes, and then threw the gun in a lake. And he just spills this all to the police? He doesn't say, like, maybe I need a lawyer? (laughs) He doesn't. Damn it. So police are like, okay, all right, this story, this story actually sounds pretty legit, right? Well, yeah. So... They go back to Karen and they arrest her for first degree murder. And of course, Karen comes back and says, actually, it was Steve that killed Paul and he's framing me. 
And honestly, Gretchy, there is no evidence that Karen was the one. Nothing actually linked Karen to the crime scene. Okay. The detectives did find the laptop thrown over the overpass that Steve told them about. And they could never find the gun um, or, and you know, he burned all the rest of the stuff. So the prosecutors just didn't think that they had enough to convict Karen of first degree murder. So they let Karen out of prison. When she was out of prison, uh, she hightailed it out of Arizona and found herself in Missouri, where... Karen would find another sucker to marry. I'm telling you, Karen, you're missing (laughs) your calling. Seriously. She gets married again and now becomes Karen Sanchez. I just want to know, is she following the rules? It like, you know, like the Steve Harvey rules. Is she like waiting 90 days before she gives up the cookie or is she putting out right away? What's she, what are you doing, Karen? I don't know what I'm sure Karen's putting it out, which wouldn't make sense why the guys would marry her. But maybe she's telling them that she's got a pocket full of money in the bank or something, you know, like there's got to be a reason not to say that, like, people just marry for money. But I mean, what is it? What? And that sounds like pretty antiquated for us to like be saying like, oh, well, why would they marry you? I buy the cow when you get the milk for free. I mean, we're just saying. We're just saying. Come on. Come Give on. us a break. Yeah. So when Karen's in Missouri, she wanted to see her son, who obviously was taken away from her when she got arrested the first time for murder. That'll he was it. given back to Bob. Remember that husband? Oh, the, the Bob. So Bob has... The little boy who, by the way, you got to think Karen lived in Arizona. Bob, I don't know where he was living at the time, but remember he was like living in Arkansas when they had this little boy. So I don't think that the little boy had a lot of time with his dad. So he was missing his mom. And this guy was like, yeah, let's let's meet up. He would really like to see you. Sure. And so they meet up at a McDonald's. And when Karen gets there with the new husband, he's she's there with two guys and her daughter and the and the son. And right away, these two guys mace the Bob and grab the kid and run. Like what? Yes, they freaking they try to kidnap him or they do kidnap him the kid so the kid yes they maced they maced the ex-husband twice and get the kid so he calls the police right away and they end up finding her ways away but they end up finding karen and getting the kid and she's not arrested because at this point they don't know who has custody of her because they gave custody to the dad, but then she got out of jail. And so it was kind of all up in the air. So they didn't, and it was cross state lines. So she ended up not actually even serving any time for this kidnapping. Wow. But then in May of the next year, they 
decided they're going to arrest Karen again. This time after they made a deal with Steve. And this is what you were talking about in the beginning. Like, why didn't Steve make a deal in the first place? Yeah. So Steve said that he would testify against her if he could get little to no time for his part in the crime. And he did tell his story again. However, this time he got rid of the Karen killed Paul in self-defense and said Karen killed Paul because she didn't want to go through another divorce and she wanted the money and get out of debt, which is most likely the case. Investigators also found by this time that she had tried to hire a couple of hitmen to kill Paul, and they were ready to go for blood with Karen. They were going to go for the death penalty. And then right before her trial, they went in to make a plea deal, and they said plead guilty to, I think it was second degree murder and a flat 20 years in prison. And guess what? What? She took it. That was smart, Karen. It was smart. Uh, Steve got 18 months probation for his part in the crime. And guess what else? What? As of May this year, 2022, Karen was released from prison. Oh, She is on, right now, she's on a supervised release, which I think means, I was trying to look it up, I think it's kind of like a halfway house or something like that. They do it in Arizona, and they probably do it in other places, but they do it before full release so that people can kind of get back into society, which I actually think is a really good thing because some places just let you out of prison and they're like, good luck. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, for one, um, I do understand fifty thousand dollars is a lot of debt, and six hundred thousand is appealing. But there's also something called bankruptcy, Karen. You could have that might have helped you out. <laughs> didn't didn't need to go be killing anyone. I know, right? Like, what brought her to that? And I really am like, girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. You, They were together for six years, seven yeah, years. I mean, also, when no, they were divorced, married for that long. Once you've been divorced twice, what is three or four? Fuck it. <laughs> All right. I know. So um, I did look her up and I saw while she was in prison, she did have some violations. Oh. One for fighting. One for possession of a weapon. And then another for being in an unauthorized area. And she went from low security to moderate. And then she went back to low. And then at the end, she was in moderate security, which watching that Blackbird show, it's like, dude, low security prisons all day long. Maximum security. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, And then it looked like every time she got in trouble is when she went you know, from low to high, they like moved around. So she's Um, feisty. She's feisty. Maybe that's what the guys liked. I don't know. They like the crazy ones. Yeah. So now she is going to be free and I, hopefully she has changed her ways 
and she'll become, you know, a productive citizen in society. Maybe she doesn't need to get married any longer, but she's not even that old. She's only in her mid-50s. Somebody will marry her. Guarantee. Karen can rope, she can rope one in. I don't think she's lost it. And um, somebody will marry her. Listen, somebody married Carla Homaka. Remember that? Oh, God, yes. Ken Barbie killer. I'm not going to spoil my next case, but somebody married somebody. It happens. I don't know how. And I do think that this goes back to what we were talking about. You need to have something in common. Like opposites (laughs) don't attract. I know. We just were saying that last week. Because if you are bored with someone... You might think about killing them more frequently than if they're just regular annoying. <laughs> you're probably right. You're, I mean, you're, you're definitely right. I mean, I definitely think if you're a recluse, marry a recluse. Right. You're, I do think that you can have one person more outgoing to the, than the other, but you both have to kind of be outgoing. Like to be social. Yeah. See. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but that is a wrap of Karen. Well, she's, I think she's going by Karen Sanchez now, or maybe she's not. I, you know, if I was her, this Sanchez guy was only like a hot minute. So I would just go by something else. I would just start a new identity. Karen, just even drop the Karen. It's not a good name. Karen is, yeah, it's not a good name. It's not working for you. So drop that, start over, move to Nashville seems like a good place i don't know i I bet you meet a good 50 year old dude in nashville (laughs) yeah and and is she gonna tell him where she just spent the last 20 years in prison for murdering her ex-husband she'll find the right one okay maybe that's hot for some people they're like ooh, that's like a challenge and a half she seems to have the, the the manipulation game down pretty good. I mean, she convinced these two kidnapper guys that they were Truth. in the right for trying to kidnap her, you know, kid. And she convinced the Steve guy that the Paul was abusive. So it's true. It's good. All right. She will need to get some hair dye and, you know, go that route. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, she was like, I, you know. We always say that in prison. It's it's rough, dude. It's rough. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want more of us, we are on Patreon on Thursdays, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And if you listen on Apple, there is a way to connect it there. So it just throws up, throws up, shows up on your um, Apple feed. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so. So you get us on Mondays, right in your feed, wherever you guys listen to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever. And we also are on Facebook. We have a private group called Housewives of True Crime Group. Find us there. And we're on Instagram and we're trying to be more active. Although the summer is hard, man. It's like, you know, hard to do. Anyways, we will also be at. I do true need to crime. work on that. Sorry. Oh, you I, you suck at it, actually. I know. I'm sorry. It's really hard in the summer. 
We will be at the True Crime Podcast Festival in Dallas on the weekend of August 26th if you guys are in the area. And we are trying to come up with a meet and greet. And so even if you don't go to the festival and you're in the Dallas area, we will give you the details on that shortly. So you can just meet us out at the bar and hang out with your best friends. Can't wait. Yep. And I think that's it for today. Tell tell your friends about us. We would appreciate it. We would love to chat with them too. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. <laughs>